This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. me to the moon and let me play among the stars uh that will be a reality for two people uh by next year actually you won't go exactly to the moon you go around it elon musk's uh spacex is going to fly two paying customers to the moon next year jeffy you should uh you should go. We actually, uh, you know, competition is the is one of the best, uh, th- you know, things to help innovation. Uh, and we, Pat and I, have, mm. are starting up our own competitor to uh, Elon. Uh, and we we thought you'd be the per- perfect person. I would love to go. Yeah, you're number one uh, on our list. Um, right. Now this uh, isn't the SpaceX thing. This is our own. Well, yeah, it's our own thing. It's our own th- competitor. Yeah. Um, we, it's a competitor to SpaceX, mm, and we're yeah. not sure it works quite as well. <laughs> As, as uh, so, what we do is we strap dynamite to your back and yeah. just <laughs> see what happens. See if you get to the moon. <laughs> um, I'm guessing that if you strap dynamite to somebody's back, well, they're going to go just, to the moon, right? If right. you strap enough of it, yeah, and, and that's, that's the what thing. We're, we're not going to skimp on the dynamite. Right. That's where that's we're, we're going to be different going than other skimp. things. That A lot of people out. would skimp, not us. Right, like uh, you know, for example, like people who go you know, suicide vests, for example. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that approach, mm-hmm. uh, but done in the right way, like done socialism, right way. for example. It hasn't worked in the past. We're not but killing. We'll any do innocents. it the right way. That's for sure. Not one innocent will die. No. Oh, oh we can we promise that. you that. <laughs> oh, we, <laughs> we can promise you that. All right. So this is kind of in- interesting. And uh, Musk said, "I think this will be a very exciting mission." And he's always so understood. Uh, I think this will be a very exciting mission. Yeah, you're flying somebody around the moon. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah, that'll be an exciting mission. Uh, he said SpaceX was approached by two private individuals who know each other, but whom he did not identify. Right. So he's already got the passengers, right? Yes, and he already has a down payment. 
of how much? He didn't say. Significant amount. Do we... Because somebody threw around the, the amount $300 million. That was me. Yeah, I saw was, this uh-huh. morning for $300 million because they figure it's, uh, uh, it takes... To go from here to the space... <laughs> this is going to be bad. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is going to be what? bad. Why? <laughs> this explanation is going to be bad. Oh, yeah. He's going he in the numbers. Know what he's talking he doesn't about. know what he's talking yeah. about. <laughs> he's sticking by his 300 number million. Uh, I am sticking uh, by my 300 million. And he, he has no... Idea no how they how came to, make to that. It work. Right. So let's let's hear. All right. <laughs> cost, <laughs> cost NASA about eighty million to hop right. on the Russian rocket. Okay. To go up to the space. Fine. Trap. The space trap. The space they trap. They have flying around it's, the earth. It's the space station. The so international. That's space we go up and take trash and bring it back to the earth, so it's they good. can be clean up there. It's good so far. Right. It's good so far. Okay. So. You figure right there. Seriously, two NASA has to pay Russia eighty million to take us into space. Yes. Think of, a, of how if we can take a side road here, <laughs> emasculating, mm-hmm. pathetic, un-American that is to say, hey, uh, can can we hitch a ride yep. uh, to uh, into space with you guys? We're just standing here in our space suits. Why? Why did they dump the space shuttle program so prematurely? When you had nothing to back it up, when you had no alternative, when you had no other plan to get us into space, you're like, yeah, just drop that. That's asinine. And now we're relying on, on essentially an enemy to get us into space, to the space station, uh, back and forth, shuttle us around. It's pathetic. It's, it's pathetic. It's like a, a, a space Uber. That we have to call <laughs> space Uber sounds pretty cool. It's unbelievable. That's, anyway, I mean, that's, that's what that's SpaceX. What, yeah, that's SpaceX. Is space Uber, man. That's what he's doing so now. So eighty million for them to just to hitch a ride with them. So the story that I read this morning, which now is uh, uh, unavailable, had the three hundred uh, million dollar mark in it. All and the you could, story what do you mean the is unavailable? unavailable. Did you go to the internet? Oh, what do you mean yes. it's unavailable? The internet. Would you like to see? The internet lost it. <laughs> Would you the like to see? The internet lost the story. Yes, I'll, that's what happened. Oh my God, I'm going to show you right now. No, no, no. no, no I no, believe no, no. you. Why show oh, me no, no, when no, I no. believe you? So, oh, no, no. with don't, such certainty, I don't believe look at the tabs. you. Don't look at the tabs, but just look <laughs> at the page. <laughs> well, right, that's just an unavailable page. That's up top. Business Insider temporarily unavailable. It just means you're offline or something. That's all that means. Oh, but the other stories that come up are online. So just that particular tab. All right, whatever. The so, other tabs. So how much is it to get to, get to around the moon with Elon Musk? And that's what they were saying. It was He said it was a significant amount that they already paid as a How do you know payment. it's not $80 million like NASA? You don't. Where did you come up with $300 million? This This is what they were saying in the story. That they it was gonna... speculated in the yes, story. $300 million. They gave you that number? They did. Okay. All right. You promise? Well, the question is not whether he saw that number somewhere. He definitely saw that number somewhere. The question is his explanation. But what does it matter? Yeah. Because I want to know how much it is. What does it matter? He hasn't said yet. I want to So no matter what number we come up with, it's just speculation anyway. Let me ask you this. Would you... you, Well, that's if the internet... If you you had 300 million. No. Would you go? You wouldn't go. Would I... um, I don't... I don't... It depends on how much I had. Like, I, let's it, yeah, let's say, let's say money is not the object. Right. Okay. The object is um, just if do you want to go? You're rich enough. Do you want to go? And he said they weren't Hollywood. I, okay. I would say I think the answer to that is yes. Me yeah. too. Oh, I think yeah. the answer. To that I mean, is yes. I think I'd take the risk. I, I, yeah. I think I'd take the risk. You know, because I think I, I would trust. That's as cool as it gets. The yeah. technology, uh, though. Uh, 
and you know, it depends on how long it was. Like, I wouldn't want to go to Mars where you're spending 20 years, on, you know, on a on a on an aircraft. Like, I'm not, I'm not that interested. But if it was like, well, it wouldn't months, be 20 years to Mars. It'd be six months. To so Mars, it's, it's six months there. You'd probably spend what a week or two or a month, maybe. Uh, I don't know how long you'd spend there, but the whole trip would be a little over a year. To Mars, would you do that? I would. Oh my gosh, I'd love to do that. A year of but, life. But I mean, though. the probability of dying on that trip is high. really high. Yeah, Jeffy. By the way, did <laughs> really I mention, high. We have you should a, go to Mars. You should Jeffy. go to Mars. You should check I mean, it out. I, there's a you chance you have mentioned you, that before. There's a chance you'd make it. <laughs> but seriously, okay. So would you go? Oh yeah, Jeffy. Three hundred million. Absolutely. Me too. Now, if you no went to the moon, Jeffy, and, and when it started going around, it would would it start orbiting you? That's a really. Oh good no! Question. But you'd have to pay twice, anyways. <laughs> you have to have the fat seat. No. If I, if Elon could, if Elon could throw me the extended seatbelt, I'd be fine. Yeah, I'd go. <laughs> uh, that's we, funny. I, I will say, what today? It- even I feel like we haven't done enough to you. <laughs> <laughs> so we will continue. Uh, <laughs> what if the Earth got confused and it started thinking Jeffy in space was the sun? That's right. You know, just a dark, dark, dark sun. And it started orbiting him. And so you got both the moon and the Earth orbiting Jeffy instead of the sun, which would be but problematic. I, I, I sort of... Would it be problematic <laughs> yeah. if that I, happened? I will say <laughs> it's... <laughs> I, I doubt the chances would be higher than 80%. Of that. Really? Okay. If he was yes. I doubt it would be higher than that. Seriously doubt it. That's high uh, enough, though, that I don't think we can allow him to yeah, go. I, I, money's not an, an issue. Uh, it's it's, I it's think SpaceX. I mean, again, they've had some it. issues. I mean, they've had crashes. I know. They've, they've had, had explosions. Yeah. Um, so it's not 100%. But so I mean, I, it's scary. Definitely. Maybe I'm just too confident in technology, honestly, because it doesn't seem to me in my head to. It wouldn't be the risk of it. It would be more of like, eh, I don't know. It's it's. Well, to the moon, it's only a three or four day trip. So that's probably you know. I mean, that's doable. Yeah. Yeah, this trip he said is a, a little over a week. I think. Oh, a week. going around. Yeah. A year would be a long freaking time to leave. A year would be a really long. Yeah, that, and, that's and, a long trip. I mean, and I feel no like. Doubt. I mean, I, I could be wrong on this. I'll be honest. <laughs> It's possible. I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like by like week three, you, you got it. Like you're on your way to to. Uh, it's a 24 week trip to Mars. By week three, between week two and week 22, there's very little going on. Right. That's a it is long the, bunch yeah. of it nothing. Is, it is the landing and I mean the the takeoff and the landing is where you're. And that's just you're, close, you're just right? terrified, right? Like yeah. you're landing, you're just terrified. Uh, so I mean, as you're getting close to it and approaching it, it's probably pretty amazing. You're swinging around. It's gonna yeah. you're gonna get cool views, and then you got another twenty some odd weeks of nothing. Yes, and here's the thing with that: it's not like uh, passengers where you've got this beautiful ship <laughs> and all kinds of really cool things to do along the way. Yeah, that's not there's nothing, and it's jam. You're jam packed in there. I mean, we don't have the technology yet to make you know. We're not playing space ping pong, and we're we're not doing. Uh, motion pictures in a screening room, and well, that sucks. And, and we're not doing dance competitions uh, that are simulated by holograms. So you're just you're locked into this tiny, cramped little thing, and that's a long trip. That's a long trip. Yeah, so, that's why you want to have the sleeping gel. I mean, you know, you want to just be able to pass out. And sleep yeah, and we don't we don't thing. do that yet. So I mean, if if it's ever practical to actually go to Mars in the next you know, a little while, and it's a six-month trip, 
it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be long. And uh, you're not going to be in a good mood by the time you get there. I will say, however, um, you spoke a little too soon. Uh, sleeping gel is a reality. We've created some. Jeffy, I was wondering if you wanted to test it. Uh, now, it looks like water. But we'll give you some drugs and you'll fall asleep. And then we'll put you in the sleeping gel. And then we'll see what happens. But then you'll wake up. Good it idea. looks like just like water, yeah. I would say. Pat. Yeah, it's yes. very yeah. similar. I I forgot about the gel that Stu's talking about. He's right, and it's totally safe. We think, maybe. So uh, we'll try that out on you. It's safe for a fish. <laughs> we know that. We've tested it on fish. They're totally fine afterwards. We know that. So that's pretty good. Okay. I, I will say this though. I, I'm a little leery about SpaceX because they've had so many problems. I, it's hard. For some reason, I think I'd be more comfortable with NASA. If NASA did this, well, but, much more SpaceX, but SpaceX is yeah. NASA pretty much now. I mean, NASA yeah. is it's a I lot mean, of the a lot of the yeah. People, I mean, yeah. NASA, we, the NASA yeah. that we have now is really just kind of a uh, um, for the military, right? To, to, well, no, it's more no. for climate change. Well, it's for two no. things. It's for climate change and telling Muslims they're good at math. Yeah. Those two things. I so three things. Well. So three <laughs> yeah. things. Those two, and you know, mm-hmm. take the military and keeping an eye on our military satellites, right, and, and tracking mm-hmm. those. But other than that, I mean, SpaceX, that is NASA. Kind of. But I, I'd still be a little leery. I don't know why. I, I, I think I, I would why. be. I mean, they haven't had a lot of problems. They've achieved an incredible amount yeah. for the they amount have. of time they've been working on this. But, I mean, yeah. still, it's early in their, it's early in their life cycle, right? I mean, it's like, you know. But, and it's not what we're used the, to as and it would also, space travel. That's true. But it would also be the first time they had ever done it. Right. right. I mean, it's not like they've done right. this 50 times on their own, and now they're they're opening it up to uh, to passengers. Like they're like, uh, first time, let's go to world. Now, if these guys die on the trip, uh, I wonder what that does to Musk. He must have some kind of lawyer looking yeah. at the terms I'm of sure. this thing. But it's really hard to do a uh, uh, what's that called when you have them sign uh, a waiver. Uh, waiver a clause that you know you're not going to hold him accountable. In still, today's world, man, used to doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Even when some, when something happens, people still they sue. They sure do. And a lot of times they win, even though you've signed uh, whatever. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. You made them sign this knowing they weren't going to live. Right. Uh, and who knows? They'll always find a way to sue. They always find a way to sue. Uh, also, self-driving cars should be liable for accidents, not the passengers, according to the uh, UK government. Electric charging points at all major motor, motorway services and petrol stations. We like to call them gas stations here because it's... Because uh, we're right. Because we're right. <laughs> we're Americans mm-hmm. and we know better. Uh, and the occupants of a self-driving car aren't liable in the case of an accident. Those are two of the measures proposed by a new law in the UK government. They hope will um, let us reap the rewards of improved transport technology over the next few years. And we would say Transportation. Because we're Americans. We're That's a right. really good point, too. Mm-hmm. God, they're stupid. They're stupid. They no don't... wonder we left that crap hole. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder. Uh, this is an interesting point in that it should obviously not be the passengers. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, but what do you mean the cars are... So they're going to sue Tesla every time there's an accident? Is that what they're proposing? I, I don't know. Because, but... I mean, I, I, someone needs to be... Is going to be held responsible for these accidents. And, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not going to be the person who's sitting in there as a passenger and has no, no control of the vehicle. No, it can't be. But are you also going to be, like you said, suing uh, Tesla or Mercedes every time there's an accident? Because then they won't produce those cars anymore. 
Right. Right? It's interesting. I don't know. That's a, I, you I know, hadn't even thought of that aspect of it. We should bring this up uh, tomorrow on radio as well. Liability. Glenn's very interested in, in, in the, way, the ethics of this. It's a great this, story. So, yeah, this is great. Uh, a great except story. for, can you just, uh, Marissa, before you send it over to uh, Natasha for radio, can you just put the uh, shun at the end of transportation? So transport, station, and then also yeah. uh, not petrol. We'd like gas. you to change it to gas. Gas station. <laughs> and also major motorway services. No, yeah, major no. highway. Highway. Hi, it's a highway, right. not change a motorway. Change it to motorway. English is what we're, what we're saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> change it to American. 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 Uh, all right. Triple okay, here's your 300 million. Here's your 300 million. Oh, oh, all right, so back off. On this? Oh, are you still on this? Back up. Uh, while Musk would not disclose the mission's cost, saying it was confidential, amazing. he estimated the price at a little more than a crewed flight to and from the International Space Station aboard a Dragon 2 spacecraft. Now, Which you said was $80 million. No. No, what I said was, we, NASA, paid Russia $80 million, Yeah. About $80 million okay. uh, for a ri- each rider mm-hmm. to go to the space station. Mm-hmm. This is aboard the, go to the space station aboard the Dragon 2 spacecraft. All right? Which those missions, crewed missions, are about $300 million. What? There you go. The space, the dragon heat cost, it cost <laughs> must cost 300 million. Dragon heat cost dragon head, it car, truck, a spoon, 18, milk, cost. Now, when it comes back at that, you'll say, oh, you were right, Jeff. Oh, oh surely. I, the, the risk oh, of right, this Jeff. moment, I fear, so greatly. Oh, you were um, right, Jeff. Yeah, well, see, here's the interesting thing is, because uh, you just, you, you read a story, um, which is good. I kind of wanted to see what, I mean, I, my, my surprise was not necessarily that you'd be able to reread the story, which I guess I should be surprised if you could read. Oh, yeah, you, know, you uh, should be, because I can't. Right. But, you know that. Uh, oh, no, it says I can read right behind you. Um, uh, but I was, I, oh, that's right. the explanation from Jeffy's memory is what's interesting. Cause this is not the same exact tale that you told on the <laughs> air earlier. No, true. And now it's another tale. It's not. No, but now you're reading it. So. And I like how it always peters out. Cat, calm, car. And he just starts saying words. Shoe. Lace. Eat frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, wait, what does that have to do with the cost of going to space? There's a lot of stuff going on in there, man. You can't, you can't hold them to one thought at a time. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven. Bless your heart. Heart. Good job there. Did we go good too job. far? Did we go too far there? With the frog? No. Yeah, we'll no. Go. All right. No. Good. good. No. Uh, thank right. you, Jeffy, for your uh, wonderful input in today's program. <laughs> But I was... No, you're right. By the Thank way, you. we need to try that space gel out on you. Right. We'll try that after the show. Maybe. That'd be great. Maybe during the show, last, last segment or so. Ooh, if we did it on the air, right? Right. That, would, be great? that would benefit mm-hmm. us. I think okay. people would watch Why that. Why would we do it if it wasn't on the air? Well, just it's kind you know, of a good point. Uh, to I test mean, it out for the air for the next day. I will say, if it meant your elimination, I'd do it off the air. Wait, I mean, if, if this gel, Wait. we need to get that tested. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, take a step uh, towards uh, stealth reliance. And let's say, for example, you might be married to someone who might be going away soon. Uh, <laughs> you might want to prepare your, your household with my Patriot Supply. Mm-hmm. Really easy to prepare. Emergency food. It tastes great. It, it tastes like home cooking. It's, and it's prepared already for you. You just add water. So yeah. you don't have these buckets of stuff that you're like, what am I going to do with that if I need to? 
and, and you don't know, and then bull weevils get in there anyway, and you have to dump it out. Uh, not like that's ever happened to me four times. Uh, but this lasts up to 25 years, and uh, this is a great way to go. If you just want to get it taken care of once and for all, well, can call I, my Patriot Supply today. Yeah, we estimate the cost at $300 million for four weeks of food. Uh, now that's Cut! <laughs> Shoot! Broccoli! Time! Uh, now that one I could tell was packed because a three-syllable <laughs> word was mixed in there, and that's not happening. Uh, get four weeks of easy to prepare. <laughs> of easy to prepare food for ninety-nine dollars. Now ninety-nine bucks, seriously, will is uh, I mean, it's nothing for a month of food, and right. that includes free shipping. So they're not you know they're not going to hit on that one either. Call <laughs> phone internet 888-411-5290. Or at preparewiththeblaze.com. 888-411-5290. Or at preparewiththeblaze.com. Do! <laughs> no! Hi! Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK. I... I love this kind of stuff where uh, you kind of look back at what people of the last century thought this century would look like, <laughs> yes. what, they, what they thought the future would be like. Always entertaining. It, it's, it's really fun because usually it's nothing like we have today. And, and almost in every case, I know in the 50s, they were always predicting flying cars, which is just something we can't make happen, apparently. And they keep trying and they keep trying and they keep trying and they keep failing i think we'll get there eventually i mean it's Maybe. not like it's not like we don't have the technology to do it it's just the cost and everything else i, I mean, guess it's so. gonna be because re- it really you need to have them they have to be self-driving the closest we came was that thing last week that was sort of like a motorcycle but it was propellers yeah they corners. were basically like four drones where the wheels would be if you enclosed if you, that yeah that would make a Reasonable facsimile of a flying car. Yep. But here's uh, an image. This was created in 1952 of what Los Angeles would look like in the future. It doesn't say how far in the future, but yeah, here's a look at it. It's kind of Disney-esque. It's sort of what Walt Disney seemed to um, envision for, like, uh, uh, Epcot, it seems. Yeah. It's got a central location, and then it goes out from there. Uh, and it looks, of course, nothing like that today. That's a small town, too. That's a... That's a tiny little Los Angeles, if that's what it would look like in the future. Uh, All right, next we have uh, an image created in 1900 of New York City and what it would look like in 1999. I mean, it's not terrible. I mean, obviously there's no, like, zeppelins or whatever they're trying to say. The ships would be floating around. But, I mean, lots of tall buildings. uh, And they predicted something flying around, which would obviously be airplanes. Or helicopters. Uh, They have uh, the bridges are there. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the the tall buildings are there. They don't look exactly like that, obviously. But it's not terrible. No, but we have buildings like this one in the the middle. The Patronus Towers. Um, Yes. Looks looks just just like like that. The Patronus Towers, yeah. Not New York, but Malaysia. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, from uh, 1900 to 1910... Uh, somewhere this image was created to of what New York City might look like in the future, and that's another one that... Yeah, and I, and there's no trains on the top of buildings. That's uh, one they missed on, for sure. A lot, a lot of people, they thought trains would be bigger than they are. Uh, yeah. Now, there's subways underneath uh, the city, obviously. but Monorails. I think everybody thought monorails were going to be big. Yeah, never really caught reason. on. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of that... I think they really had a chance until that Simpsons episode. Once that happened, you know... 
<laughs> you're not going to recover from that as the monorail industry. I mean, they, we really, he was shown point. Uh, to be a real liar when it came to the promises of the monorail. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you see a documentary like that, it really does affect people. It's like the SeaWorld one. Yeah. You know, pretty much the same thing. Uh, they thought Eric travel apparently would be a little chaotic uh, because these planes are all over the place. Uh, okay, and our last our last image uh, created in 1950 futuristic San Francisco. Again, they thought these circular things would be uh, part of our future, and they're not. Um, but uh, there it is. That one's not bad either. I mean, we've got it's. I'll if, say this: they nailed than, the Golden Gate Bridge. Nailed it. Yeah, yes, they did. Mm-hmm. How do they know? I don't know. No. How did they know? Well, in 1950, it was... How did they possibly have an idea that there would be a bridge right there that looked just like that? It was incredible. right there. Incredible, Pat. Incredible. Like Let's put it this way. Incredible. It is. Incredible. You don't have to go any further than that. Incredible. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, Glenn did a... Uh, Glenn and the team talked about uh, the headlines coming from D.C. this week, and they discussed whether or not CPAC is relevant on an episode of Think Tank. Here's a look. All right, what's going on in D.C. this week? Uh, CPAC wrapped up last week. Um, that was last week. What's going on this week? <laughs> Does anyone well, actually care about CPAC anymore? It's I, I, really I, odd. It seems like the echo chamber for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, McKay Coppins did a great piece in The Atlantic looking at how CPAC used to be this conservative gathering where we shared our principles and where we wanted to go and stuff. And he's like, it's kind of really become a, he, his term was careerism. Uh, or careerism? Careerism, where people just go to kind of up their own brand mm. or raise their own star. Pretty wise, yeah. Um, but the, the one thing that I, that I wanted to get to was something that um, when Steve Bannon and Reince Priebus sat down with Matt Schlapp, there was one thing I think a lot of people missed that was just pretty key. We have a thought of it, thought too. Take a listen to it. And it's Matt, great. I, I want to thank you for finally... Uh, Inviting me to CPAC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no, uh, the, what was the name of the... The, the, the un- uninvited. The uninvited. <laughs> yes. I know there are many alumni out here in the audience. I, I, didn't, I didn't like the uninvited. Here's what we, <laughs> we decided noticed. to we do noticed. at CPAC with the uninvited. We decided to say that everybody's a part of our conservative family. That's right. And that's what Donald Trump has done to so many of us around the country politically. So it was a very, like, just... Off the cuff comment. It was like, and I think a lot of people missed it because does anybody here know what the uninvited was? It was the alternative conference, right? Yeah, so the CPAC banned Steve Bannon for the longest time because he wasn't a conservative. He was a nationalist and a populist. He was actually banned, like from Yeah, he was banned. They did not invite him. Oh. And so he started a group called the Uninvited and he tried to hold a competing conference to CPAC. And I thought it was. How did that work out, though, over the years? Uh, not real really well? well. Although he's in the White well, House I'm now, say, so I guess now. He is. <clears throat> Good point. Yeah. But I thought it was very symbolic of the nature of Trump's presidency, him and his group being invited. He's like, when he said, we've got a lot of alumni from the uninvited here. Uh, and I saw a lot of great articles this weekend looking at the, the divisions in the conservative movement and people's differences on Trump and I thought it was just like that was just a big moment. So, so what are the, the different factions shaping up there now? Well, uh, Tivai Troy in Politico broke him down into big three big ones. He called the ever Trumpers, the people who have been with Trump since the very beginning. Okay. He called uh, his next group were the conservative Trump critics. 
conservatives who wanted to give him a chance but are willing to criticize him when he goes off. Okay. And then there's the safe space conservatives. Which is, um, what does that mean? Those are the conservatives who are afraid to criticize him and want to give him a chance, but they haven't gotten critical yet. But I think he was missing a fourth group, and that's the group who is not willing Never to Trump. Still and never still Trump. That's what I was like, yeah, okay, there's one missing there. Yeah. The other three I agree with. Do you guys? Yeah. yeah. How do you fall into those categories? Did you automatically put yourself into one as you were reading them? Anybody yeah. here the ever-Trumpers? No, I don't think so. No. What was the second one? The, uh, the ever-Trumpers, then it was the conservative Trump critics. That would be me. I That'd be me, yeah. probably. I don't know how early you had to sign on or not to him, but that's where I am. I'm a conservative. I'll take it. And I've taken him issue by issue, so right. fine. Uh, the safe space is not going to be, and I'm, I was never a never Trumper. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm safe space conservative. What are you are talking you? about? Are he you? triggers me every single day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need a safe space just for him. Wasn't there a group that it said instead of criticizing Trump, they like turned their criticism to the media instead? That was the safe space conservatives. Okay. Yeah. So uh, CPAC has also see, uh, really become younger, too, which is shocking. I mean, yeah. it's more young people. It's almost like the like the, the nerd convention, so to speak. You know, it used to be I'd rather go to Florida and party for spring break. Now it's I'll go to CPAC and party there. Yeah, yeah you had, uh, you had uh, Turning Point USA. Then you had Future... Future Female Leaders. Future, yeah, FFL. And there was another one that were over there. And from what I saw my friends, all of them were there, and they called it the conservative spring break, which is interesting. I was like, huh, conservative <laughs> spring break. I was like, I like it. It's I a little mean, geeky for me, but it's, it's interesting. Well, and it seems just when you think about that, you know, you have young people who really are interested, mm -hmm. you know, in the conservative brand, it's inspiring. But I do think that there are a lot of them that are getting turned off right now just with, you know, Trump and the things that he is doing, I feel like a lot of them kind of latched on to um, the conservative tag, so to speak, because of uh, the libertarian-esque, you know, ideals that conservatism has. And I feel like they've kind of been scared away a little bit. So I'll be interested to see if they continue, you know, to try to build I had a, in conservatism. I had an interesting thought over the weekend, too. And you guys tell me if I'm wrong here. For years, people have said, well, when you're younger, you're more open-minded to stuff, whatever. And I agree, you get kind of set in your ways when you get older. I don't think young, when you're, when you're 18, 19, 21, 22, 23, I don't think that you're more open-minded. I think you're more, generally speaking, liberal. Not necessarily progressive, but you're, you're more open to liberal ideas, and that's where they say open-minded. But I don't think so. And I think CPAC, and even people on the liberal side that are out there supporting Bernie Sanders and stuff, I think... They are looking for a group to fit into. You're trying to find acceptance. So if you're telling me that you're young and you're more open-minded, you are doing a disservice to all of us. You're not. You can see to see people lining up at CPAC just marching. I saw them a couple CPACs ago, and it was uh, a senator, former senator from um, Pennsylvania ran, Rick Santorum. Rick Santorum. And they were like zombies following Rick Santorum oh, around. Yep. And I'm like... Do you even know Rick's platform? Do you know the failures of Rick Santorum and the stuff he's done? And you people were, oh, Rick Santorum. I'm like, yeah. last year really? it was all about Marco Rubio. Same yeah. thing. All, everybody's, oh, Marco Rubio's coming, the next young conservative. I was like, but you do know that he, Gang of Ocho, all these policy right. stands are kind of not as a triple, uh, uh, 
um, normal conservative would like. So that's one of the things that I yeah, see Donald in a lot Trump's of Donald definitely conservative. Right, yeah. right, right, exactly. right, exactly. Same thing, Good right? thing we got yeah. the most conservative the most option conservative. in the White House. Wait, he's not a conservative? <laughs> I thought Trump was. No. Spoiler alert. Which categories does, does Trump fit in? Which of the four does he actually fit in? I safe think space. he's a safe space. Clearly safe space. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, speaking of Trump, uh, kick CNN out yes. of the briefings. Yes. Good, bad, or other? Go. Terrible. Awesome. Awful, no. Awesome. Okay, tell like, me you, why first, and then you guys you go. You want a government that just shuts out certain reputable media outlets just because he doesn't like what, you know, the government doesn't like what they have to say? That is, that's dangerous ground. I think you're taking it, like, in a different way. The way I see it is, why do we need to give CNN just all the credits? There's other medias out there. I like, I don't like Breitbart but I like how they're including them as well and, and giving a chance for the Skype uh, press conference, all that stuff. Right, but, but the reason about CNN, I agree with it, is CNN has become super biased. Is that the one, bias? But Breitbart's not. Okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> Breitbart's never been on the table. Now they're on the table with the, White, uh, with the White House. So now let's see what happens. I agree, CNN, just give them a probation period, like you want 90 days probation. For Come what? Back. For being idiots. But it's also, <laughs> I mean, this isn't the first that's time so subjective. Obama did it. What'd you say? He's right. Obama did. This isn't the first time Nixon did it. And so it's kind of, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a right thing to do, but I don't think it's the wrong thing either. I well, think it depends on the administration. I think, we've, is, I think when you're talking about this administration, it gets a little bit more scared. You know, it gets scarier than... Obama got rid of conservative reporters off of the plane because they yeah. said there wasn't room. Well, I think I... I would agree with you normally. I, I think there's just some context to this specific story. So Donald Trump was giving a major speech that day. So when the president gives a major speech, the press secretary doesn't hold a daily briefing. What he'll do is he'll hold a gaggle just with a couple reporters. Is that the actual term? Yeah, that, that is the term. So the press secretary will hold a gaggle. He'll bring in a couple of reporters and brief them. So I think the media was kind of overblowing it a little bit because the gaggles are just... Let me grab limited a couple. Anyways. Yeah, limited anyways, because it's in the press secretary's office. Yeah, like now, he didn't get rid of him from the press. No, and so if he would have, if he would have like banned them from the actual press briefing, I would have been like, no, that's yeah. wrong. Ooh, go. But, yes so no. who was there? ABC, NBC, like broadcast, and then Fox News. No, I think he he just pulled in like three. Someone has it, but it was. Three so really if, if no cable news network was in there, then I don't think it's an issue. See, that's how I, that's CNN how I take it. Is like, were, uh, my, my understanding was that there were. And I think you talk about context, and I think yeah. context is, you, you still need to also put it into context that he has had this ongoing feud with yes. the New York Times and CNN. And that's yes. why I think that it's important, because when you have someone so thin-skinned as president, I, agree. Agreed. I think that it's dangerous that he keeps singling them out and Agreed. trying to push them out. Absolutely. I just think it's dangerous. Hi, Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK. Welcome to the show, the show that wants to hide the truth from you, uh, including uh, Pat, who wants to hide the truth about pigeons in America. No, I don't. Um, because he doesn't want you to know about it. Uh, for some reason, he's, I guess, so uh, anti-pigeon, he doesn't want you to know the truth about it. And, and it, what's part of our history, um, but apparently that's not, you can't handle that. You can't handle the truth when it comes to pigeons. Are you filibustering? Is that what you're doing right now? No, I just want to see the pigeons video, and you don't want to do it. No, I, I mean, I want to, but all in good time. Because we have stumbled on to 
oh. uh, an actual photograph <laughs> that we brought up earlier. And apparently the photograph exists. Now, Fox and Friends went to interview the president and all three of the hosts uh, interviewed him. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if, if more of the Fox team came? Well, they did. And, and uh, Michael Bennett found this photograph of it. And here's... <laughs> There's a look at everybody who was excited, oh my gosh. There excited they are. To, to interview the president at the White House, and there, <laughs> there they are. Uh, the Fox, Fox and Friends three plus Fox Bill O'Reilly, and, and I feel like uh, you need really the whole staff. Sean Hannity, I think. So I mean, too. he's the president. I guess. Um, yes. It is weird well, to see three wants to hang out with the president, right? It is weird to see three on one interview. I don't think I've Very ever seen weird. a three on one interview. I mean, I, I guess I've like, never seen it. I mean, you know, you see it at, like, the Supreme Court, right? Like, there's kind of a three-on-one or uh-huh. maybe a nine-on-one. Right. Um, but it's, but it's not, odd to see in media. Yeah. But, yeah. Odd yes, to see in media. Odd. It's a lot of people. Odd is right. Uh, okay, so let's get to your pigeon right. video. Pigeons. Richard Nixon. He didn't want <laughs> pigeons pooping on him in the inauguration parade, so he did something about him? it. Watch. Who can blame him? When Richard Nixon didn't want pigeons on the parade route, so, the inaugural committee spent $13,000 to coat trees along the route with a chemical mint to deter the birds from landing. <laughs> Instead, the pigeons ate it. <laughs> Nixon's inaugural parade route, uh, right there, ended up being littered with dead, dead dying. and dying pigeons. That is fantastic. I mean... Uh, that's interesting. Pigeons. Yeah, uh, so that's sad. the kind of stuff you would do in the '70s. You'd never do that today. You'd yeah. never coat the trees no. with some sort of chemical to keep the pigeons away. I will say as well, um, it's the sort of thing that um, people would doubt even happened. But when you know the real mm-hmm. evil intentions of the government, you know the government does do these things. The thing is, not very many people know those intentions. No, there's, there's, well, they won't listen. There's only a select few individuals who, first of all, have dug into it mm-hmm. deeply enough to mm-hmm. know. It's all out there. And but, but, secondly, mm-hmm. have the balls to go ahead and say it. Yeah. Uh, and one of those people, thank God, mm-hmm. is Alex Jones. Uh, wow, you said a mouthful there. You said a mouthful. I did. And it didn't feel good for some reason saying it, but... <laughs> I don't know why. Felt wrong. Really? Uh, in many ways. Uh, here is Alex Jones telling you yet another piece of truth. Finally. This is a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. Wow. 
Now he's crying. I don't okay. like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. I mean, he's got a point there. I mean, none of us like that. Uh, it, it's interesting uh, to note that um, Alex Jones, first of all, is start graving nuts. Mm-hmm. Secondly, loves, for some reason, to take off his shirt. Yeah. What is, is that? Very strange yeah, it, uh, It's nugget. as if he believes... He's attractive, that he's beyond attractive, that he's incredibly ripped. I mean, is that some conspiracy that we can't see it and only he can? Maybe maybe. the government's controlling our minds and we can't see his six-pack. The government is putting chemicals in the water to make you believe you want a six-pack. You do not. You want to look like Alex Jones. That's the (laughs) ideal male. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm, That's the problem. Um, Again, on the shirt Mm -hmm. front, this comes from Der Spiegel, who went to... uh, Der Spiegel! <laughs> to go visit uh, Alex Jones. This is seriously the end of the story. And there's one other interesting nugget in here we should, we should point out. Uh, it's afternoon, and Jones is walking through the studio. His adrenaline level high and his blood sugar low. He needs to get something to eat. Platters. Plural. Now, this is, the, just the, this is just the guy who's writing the article. Yeah, he's describing the situation. On Alex Jones, describing the, the, the situation at the studio when he's interviewing. Talking about, this is the... Uh, Probably the, spent the day with him. Yes, and he, the uh, reporter is from Der Spiegel. Happens all the time here, just never from Der Spiegel. Right. But people spend the day a lot with Glenn. Uh, platters of barbecue, chicken, beef, and sausages are set out on the table in the conference room. Good oh, barbecue, nice. says Jones. You tasted it already? He piles up food onto a plastic plate, and then he suddenly takes off his shirt without explanation. <laughs> With his bare torso, he sits there and what? shovels meat into his mouth. A caricature, a caricature of manliness but also a show of power to the reporter sitting in front of him. He can do as he pleases. Then Jones gets up and holds out a sausage. Wanna suck, he asks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, interesting. Let me give you one other piece from this. How do you uh, even... I don't, know. I don't know how you even... Respond I, to that. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. I mean... But wow. is the, the question, I guess, is, is he wow. insane or is it an act? Uh, it's obviously one of the two. Um, here's a piece. Mm-hmm. If you want to go, if you're in the act camp, uh, here's a piece of information for you. This is from Der Spiegel. Uh, I, my guess is he's insane. I think he is definitely Based insane. On, the question is how insane is he? hour and a half long interview with him, uh, I think he's insane. But that was 10 years ago. He could be even more insane oh, now. I think clearly he and is. And I think he is. Uh, Jones, this is what they say uh, in Der Spiegel. Jones isn't crazy. He's well-read, knows how to do his research, and knows a bit about international politics. When the microphone is off, his speech sometimes sounds as dry if he were, as if he were a member of the European Commission. But when the microphone is on, he slips into his role and becomes a fury. So he, that would lead you to believe it's, a, it's an, an act. act. That's kind of in the act an camp, act. a piece of info in the act camp. Yeah. That's bizarre. I don't when, know. when a guy from Der Spiegel is there, first of all, a European guy doesn't know you. You don't, I mean, wouldn't you want to be at your best there and not come off as nuts? Wouldn't you want that? Yeah. And, and so you're loading up on barbecue on a plastic plate and then you take off your shirt inexplicably you don't want barbecue for dripping on your no shirt, though. reason uh, that, maybe that's the reason that's a okay no that's not the reason that's not he the takes reason his shirt but off I, all the time he, yeah, he, he, he thinks yeah, he, he, he thinks, thinks he's, he's incredible oh there's no question for about whatever that. reason yeah. he he believes himself to be 
uh, of, of fabulous physique. Well, that's because he's taking the... Uh, well, he's taking the supplements. The supplements. All right, well, taking the, I've seen your hernia. I'm taking the supplements. That's why I don't get hernias. Uh, I will say, the, uh, the Der Spiegel article did a pretty interesting dive into their business. Um, and first of all, how many employees Alex Jones have, would you say? Really? 30? Guess. 60. Wow. Say 60 employees is a good-sized business. 60 for what employees. It's worth. And the other part of it, which is interesting to me, wow. is... I, mean, I, I figured 30 was hot. Two-thirds of his income wow. comes from him selling his shady crap. Wow. Like supplements. Seriously. Um, yeah, because yeah. the markup has got to be huge. Yeah, so what yeah. he's doing is, when you go, you know how people say, well, wait wait a minute, how are he's you? He's almost a multi-level marketing guy. It's exactly yes. what he is, yeah. except he hosts a show. Um, and so he, uh, instead of trying to get advertisers to come in and buy advertising like we do, he just advertises his own products. Mm-hmm. So he owns the companies that are, he's selling you all the crap that he's, you know, telling the truth about. Uh, two-thirds of Jones' funding comes from the marketing of his own products. He sells toothpaste and brain pills, bulletproof vests and guns, sleeping pills, and potency supplements. The advertising breaks on his show are filled with his own products and business is going well. Infowars.com holds an appeal for anyone who believes Armageddon is near. I mean, Does it say what his worth is? What his net worth is? No. That'd be interesting. Uh, but I mean, look, I mean, you know, he's got two million on Facebook. Uh, two million on, uh, or excuse, uh, he's got two, uh, one million on Facebook, two million on YouTube. Two million on YouTube is a freaking business in and of itself. It's yes. a good business. Yeah. Um, three million listeners a day, they say, which I don't buy at all. Um, order, no um, way. Uh, his no website, way. eight million vi- visitors a month on the website. Um, and they say he's on over a hundred radio stations. I have no idea. No, what he's that no is. way. No, he's, he's not. not. No, he's not. That one more, we can kind of say is not. Yeah. No, more patents too coming up. Oh, including spoons. Yes. We've got some candy to eat. Um, wow. Which I'm excited about because I'm um, overweight. Okay, we got to move fast here. We're short on time. Jeffy had five Hershey's Kisses. Now he has three, so he's already eaten them. Uh, these are new Hershey's Hi, Kisses. Right carrot cake flavor. I will say, uh, carrot cake weird. does not strike me as the n- number one flavor I would pick. When I when I want a Hershey's Kiss, I want it to be chocolate. Milk well, we are, chocolate. We are celebrating diversity here, and this one, of course, honors right. our new president uh, in color. <laughs> uh, that's that's a good one. That's, you needed to see it. It was orange. I like that. Um, there you go. Okay, okay, so these are carrot cake Hershey Kisses. Mm. Actually, I like it. They're not wow. bad. It doesn't. Yeah, no. kind of tastes like carrot cake. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I will say that's kind of yes, delicious. That's kind of delicious. Yeah, this is not a um, I could eat a whole bag of them type of treat. No, but man, but, you, know, you, you pop these in a, in a candy dish around the house. You, you eat one or two every I'm time you walk by. I'm afraid I eat a lot. Yeah, I mean Hershey Kisses. You end up. I mean, you can eat thirty or forty. Well, I'm gonna easy. have to give this a fifteen. Yeah, I'm gonna give it um, a fifteen. I'll give it a uh, oh. thirteen. Okay, but positive. Jeffy, Jeffy? quick, we got 10 seconds. Eh, 11 and a half. (laughs) Every time. When's the last time he actually gave a number that was on the scale? Never. Probably never. 1 to 18, that's it. Pick a number. Mm. I did. That's really good. (laughs) 